Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, January 30th. I'm Jonathan All. A 140-year-old crematorium in South St. Louis is now home to a new alternative to traditional burial practices. And so we're, we're really, if anything, just proud to, to take a building that was just sitting for literally the past two decades empty and bring it back to life. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports on a historic building that is one of the few places in the region that offers water cremation. That's coming up on The Gateway. A St. Louis man who has long maintained he did not commit a brutal 1998 murder will get another chance to make that argument to a judge. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports, St. Louis County Prosecutor Wesley Bell has filed a motion to throw out the conviction of Marcellus Williams. Williams was sentenced to death for the stabbing of a former newspaper reporter and twice came within hours of being executed. Earlier this month, Bell announced he was reviewing the case. Last week, he officially filed a motion to vacate the conviction. Bell says there is DNA evidence that excludes Williams as the killer. Trisha Rojo Bushnell is the executive director of the Midwest Innocence Project. She says her client is thankful a judge will finally get to hear that evidence. We know what this evidence proves. It's just needed to be able to get in front of a judge. And so we are just really looking forward to that opportunity. There is no timetable for the judge to start hearings in the case. I'm Rachel Lippman. St. Louis Public Radio. A bipartisan bill debated in a state Senate committee yesterday would ban child marriage in Missouri. Under current law, 16- and 17-year-olds are allowed to get married with parental consent. Marriage between a minor and anyone 21 or older is prohibited. The Missouri Independent reports the legislation under consideration would prohibit issuing marriage licenses to anyone under the age of 18 under any circumstances. Under the identical bills, co-sponsored by Republican Senator Holly Thompson-Rader of Scott City and Democratic Senator Lauren Arthur of Kansas City, Missouri would join 10 states that have banned child marriage. Missouri lawmakers want to overhaul how the state's child welfare agency operates and how much employees get paid. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more on efforts to make big changes to the state's children's division. Missouri's Children's Division is responsible for investigating allegations of child abuse and neglect. And since the agency has dealt with chronic staffing shortages, some GOP lawmakers want to increase the amount of contractors so the agency can focus on protecting children. Democratic State Representative Rachel Prouty of Ferguson says her top goal is to boost salaries for Children's Division employees who often leave to take better-paying jobs outside of state government. My priority is, is to ensure that for these, these departments that are working with children, that we are making sure that people, our employees, are there to take care of them. Governor Mike Parson wants to give state employees a 3.2% salary increase. I'm Jason Merzenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. A campaign that launched this month is aimed at improving the health of Missourians. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention is funding the campaign by the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services with the goal of preventing chronic disease in the state. One aspect of the campaign is to educate residents about the risk factors associated with each of the leading causes of death in Missouri. DHSS spokeswoman Lisa Cox says they'll also share information about changes a person can make to improve their health. 
very simple changes can lead to healthier, longer lives. And we just we hope to see Missourians be more proactive uh, to improve their own well-being this year. Cox says simple things like cutting back on sugar and salt and getting at least 10 minutes of exercise a day can have big impacts on a person's health. The Illinois State Board of Elections could decide this week whether former President Donald Trump can be included on the March 19th Republican primary ballot. The board is scheduled to meet today to decide on the matter. A group of voters filed an objection arguing Trump's involvement in the January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol mounted to an insurrection. They say that disqualifies him under a provision of the 14th Amendment. The board will also consider objections to the nominating petitions of President Joe Biden. A new cookbook is available that will help welcome and support new immigrants to the St. Louis area. It's a collaboration between Global Foods Market and the International Institute of St. Louis. The collection of recipes features international ingredients, local restaurants, and home cooks in the region. Some of the money from book sales will help fund the Institute's efforts. Shane Pedisel is the Chief Operating Officer of Global Foods Group. He says the cookbook has a little of everything for everyone. We thought it was really important, too, to highlight the kind of full breadth of, of the food scene here in St. Louis. So, you know, we've got, you know, Nick Bogner next to a, a home cook who, you know, makes a really good pancit. So we want the cookbook to be welcoming and, and not so intimidating. Papaisal made his comments on St. Louis on the Air. The book is now available at the Global Foods Market in Kirkwood. A historic crematorium just west of Tower Grove Park has been vacant for years, but will soon get a second life as a home for a new kind of burial practice. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports the building will soon be one of the region's only location to offer alkaline hydrolysis, which some people call water cremation. It's a frigid day in January, and funeral home operator John Hughes is watching a team of heavy machinery movers use a crane to maneuver a 1,900-pound steel tank off a flatbed truck. Yeah, I'll take everything loose right here. The tank, about the length of a small car and the shape of a submarine, needs to fit through a small door at the bottom of a 140-year-old crematorium on Sublet Avenue. Built in the 1880s and closed since the 1990s, the historic building in South St. Louis is now back in action. And so we're, we're really, if anything, just proud to, to take a building that was just sitting for literally the past two decades empty and bring it back to life. The tank is used for alkaline hydrolysis, a method of preparing bodies after people die. Some people call it water cremation or aquamation, but unlike traditional cremation, it doesn't involve a furnace. Instead, a worker places a body in a steel tank along with a potassium hydroxide solution. The tank is heated to around 200 degrees Fahrenheit, which breaks down tissues and dissolves the body. After six to eight hours, only bone fragments are left. Hughes says the process mimics what happens when a body is buried underground. What takes nature, you know, anywhere from two to 20 years, takes hours here in our machine. And at the end of the process, you get the same mineral bone ash back as fire-based cremation. He's one of only a handful of people in the region who offers the service. But the process is becoming more popular as people become interested in environmentally friendly burial practices. Historians say funeral and burial rituals have always changed throughout history. The Missouri Historical Society's Amanda Clark organizes a two-hour bus tour in the area called Beyond the Grave, which showcases how death practices evolve over time. Clark explains the crematorium building Hughes is moving into was one of the first in the country. She says when the first cremation was done there in the late 1880s, 
people were fascinated. The local newspapers, not only did they cover it, they covered it in detail with diagrams. And you can tell it's very intentional. And I like to think, you know, the whole thing with cremation is kind of letting go, like dropping that veil and making it less scary and less, you know, strange. She says Hughes offering a new style of burial in the old building makes sense. To meet someone young as well who's just head on, like going into this and like has a respect for the space, but also is bringing it really into this modern modern space as well is, is fantastic. She and Hughes think alkaline hydrolysis, which now accounts for only a tiny fraction of burials, could see a boost in popularity in the years to come, just like cremation in the 19th and 20th centuries. It was practically unheard of back then for cremation. Um, very, very few people got cremated. Most everybody was buried. Now the in the state, for every 10 people that pass away, five or more will be cremated. And that's just going to rise as the years go on. At the crematorium, it takes the movers around four hours to glide the alkaline hydrolysis tank through the stone door and into the basement of the 140-year-old building. So how do you feel right now watching? <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah we're hanging. <laughs> the team finally guides the tank to the corner of the crematorium's basement. Hughes fiddles with the touchscreen on the side of the machine, and the tank comes to life. That's what it's all it's supposed to, yeah. It's the tank is now up and running in its new home. Hughes says he respects that alkaline hydrolysis isn't for everyone. But as history has shown, there are always people interested in trying something new. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Cazares edited that report. You can read more about this story from the Midwest Newsroom's Holly Edgel at our website, stlpr.org. The Gateway is a production of the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. We are a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. And thanks to the Gateway founding host, Wayne Pratt, who reminded me that doing the morning shift does tend to age someone kind of quickly. What takes nature, you know, anywhere from 2 to 20 years takes hours here. I'm Jonathan All, and from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.